1: Welcome to TVM's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you'll hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Matt and Lori Crouch host former R&B artists, authors, and ministers
2: Montel and Kristen Jordan. They discuss relationships and share their personal redemptive marriage testimony.
3: Happy Valentine's Day. This is how we do it. Come on with it. I like it. Our guests Montel and Kristen Jordan, uh, we're talking about what for one hour. What are we talking about tonight?
1: We're going to dive into relationships. We're going to talk about love. Uh, And I think no matter where you are in the spectrum of relationships, meaning if you're single, uh, desiring to be married one day, maybe you're divorced, maybe you're in a marriage that uh, is not happy, maybe you are happily married. Whatever that looks like from beginning to end, just in relationships, that's what we're gonna be diving into simply because um, it's that season for love. And Warner. people, uh, uh, we believe that people of God should know more about love probably than anybody else should. And so as we start to dive into that, I think that's uh, where we can spend uh, our time over the next, uh, next and
0: hour. it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah babe, now we, we know that just from a relationship standpoint, People can be all over the board in regard to, to where they are uh, in relationship. Yeah. Uh, one, if you're not married, just whatever your friendships look like, whatever uh, your relationships with the, your circle of influence, what that looks like. We believe that uh, either the company you keep becomes you or you become the company you keep. Uh, and so we're going to talk about some of those things. We'll talk about probably uh, how we met. We'll probably go into a lot of different things that uh, people are probably having questions about. Well, how do I know I found the right one? Or how do I get found, you know, in that time? Because, you know, yeah, it's a season of, uh, of love and talking about Valentine's Day. But um, not Valentine's Day may not be the greatest time for everybody. That's uh, right. In the in the relationships. So. A
0: lot of people are uh, sad around this time, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, it is one of the most extraordinary things you can ever find is love, and the love of Jesus mm-hmm. is where we're going to start. Yeah, That's where it all starts. Come Beautiful. On.
1: I like so it. So we're going to be your date. Come on now. Right, we're we're, we're going to be your date for this Valentine's <laughs> Day. You got a date with TBN. There it is. <laughs> I like I it. Love it. Okay, Montel, um,
3: you. Uh, you know, you're the author of the book. This is how we do it. And uh, if you, in case some people don't know uh, that you had a number one song. So basically you, uh, let's start with, uh, let's start with the kind of the 1990s and, and where, where this all thing, Lori had a question That is she said, were you, were you a Christian when you wrote and produced and then recorded and and release that song, or uh and and I'll get to a few more questions let's
1: start with that one. well, I would say, yes, we were Christians, meaning we believed in Jesus, uh, but as far as walking in what a Christian is supposed to walk and yeah. be, that was suspect, yeah I uh, so- mean clubs, right <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, well, not just clubs, but just uh, we were we were not. We were believers in Jesus, but not necessarily disciples. Okay. So we were. We believed it. We believe He died for us. You know what? As I think about it, the best way I can explain it was uh, I had received Jesus as my Savior, but I didn't receive Him as my Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was cool being saved, but I was not cool with being under lordship and following Him. So yes, uh, we did music. Uh, we had careers. We even. We were the closest thing to light probably in the music business. Once we had, had gotten in. What was your motivation? Were you just an artist and liked music
3: and wanted to tell stories through music? Or did you want to make a bunch of money?
1: Um, I, you know what? I, I used to say I love music so much that I would do it for free. And I just didn't re- realize that the music <laughs> business was listening to me. Yeah. When I said that, they, they,
0: they were listening. So, Adamantly uh, listening.
1: Yeah. so that's kind of our, our journey that we got a record deal. But uh, it was not... Uh, It was not a glorious record deal. It was not something that was sustainable. uh, And it really put us in a a place of perpetual debt and things like that. But it did give you fame and notoriety. And uh, I guess this this, uh, uh, false sense of security is what it was. And you had a number one song. This is how we do it. I like jump whenever you point at me like that. It (laughs) scares you. I love that. I don't know to get slain (laughs) in the spirit when you you do that or sing. So I'm in between the two. Let's see if that happens sometime (laughs) during the night. Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. So, the where do you want to pick this story up? Um, You, you know, you you wanted to do music. Obviously, creative. You wrote the song. You know, you produced it. Um, I mean, did you did you
1: write the, the the lyrics and the music for it? I mean, is that do you do the whole thing? Yeah. Well, here's a here's a good place to start. Um, the song "This Is How We Do It" was probably in my mind long before we actually ever had a record deal, before we were even married. Uh, and I guess a cool place to to pick this up maybe is how we met, because uh, at these fraternity sorority parties, those were places where. Uh, I was, and at the at the time, there was an artist b- by the name of Slick Rick the Ruler. Uh, and Slick Rick had an incredible song called Children's Story. Okay. Uh, and I would be in these parties with my fraternity brothers and I would be saying to myself, man, if I ever get famous and I ever get a record deal, I'm gonna sing over this record. And that's the track that people have heard that don't, 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 that was his record. And I always said, man, if I ever sing a- over this record, this is a no brainer type of record. And so that is kind of the, the beginnings of how I would start writing the song years before I ever had a record deal. It was the idea or the seed planted that one day I'm going to take that song and it's going to be something really, really big. Now, from that, how we I would say how we met was kind of at this fraternity, sorority event. Yes. Neither of us were supposed to be there because it wasn't at my all. fraternity or her sorority. Uh, and the way I like to see it is that, Bible says that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of the Lord. Um, that's right. Uh, and I I found her first, which Absolutely. is cool. Uh, and uh, it was outside. I, I, could, I watched her walk by and she was, you know, I had on high heels. She's six feet, but in the heels, she was like six, four, long hair, don't care. And I saw her and I thought to myself, right when she walked by, I was inside. She was outside and as she walked by, you know, there's this. Uh, This new movie Wonder Woman and there's like this 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 place where all the Amazons live and I said (laughs) one of them got away And I'm gonna get me one. That's what I thought when I saw her for the first time and it was cool that I saw you for the first time, but you cared absolutely nothing
0: <laughs> careless. about me. Absolutely careless. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my car actually broke down on the way to this event, and so I almost wasn't going to go. And so by the time I got there, um, I was so annoyed and just really going through the motions for my friends.
1: You were in man-hater mode.
0: I was in man-hater mode. I mean, you get this way when you meet a bunch of men that are like, not able to man up. Like, you would go to dinner, and they would say, you got me, right? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Isn't this like the mutually exclusive rule that the men pay for dinner, but no that wasn't the case And so I was really in a in a place of I just need a man to be a man.
1: Yeah Yeah, and so we 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 hooked up from that first night just from the standpoint of I was trying to get her to dance with me She paid me no attention. I'm literally like I mean it was it was it was so horrible because I wasn't famous then, but I was popular, and I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't used to this type of treatment, you know?
0: There's hey! A man hey. in his and I, I, was, I did not get the memo, if was, you will.
1: I was trying to you know, get some type of response, and I could get nothing, and so finally, after me sitting there, probably, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes, just super awkwardly trying to ask questions, and her just like, she oh. finally says to me, if I dance with you, will you leave me alone? <laughs> Like deadpan, just like that. If I dance with you, will you leave me alone? And I'm like, that's in my mind. I got a chance. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're saying I got a chance. And so we dance. And while we're dancing, I make a fool of myself because she's not paying me any any attention. And that draws her in to be able to say, please stop dancing and I'll talk to you (laughs) now. Well, just talk.
0: That's it. Never mind. Because, you know, at 6'8", the grandeur that happens with the running man. Oh. Oh, my. I was going in. Oh my! Yeah, I mean, it was. It was too much. Let's yeah. just say a six eight looks more like eight feet tall when you do all that. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like but one. but we 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 started that. We had conversation. Yeah. Uh, we grew to know each other. Even in that first night, just the conversations we were having were really cool. And then, you know, a couple of years later, we get married. Now we got four kids. Boom.
0: Yeah. Really wow. All that all goes.
2: But what yeah. Year, what year have you been married? <laughs> How long have you been married?
1: We have been married 23 years. It'll be 24 coming up on uh, June 18th. Okay, 24. We've
3: been married 32 years, 33 this year, mm-hmm. and um, and so what we're talking about is marriage. It's Valentine's Day, and where do you want to get started? Because you you've kind of been down some rocks and shoals, and you know, for every one mile of road, there's two miles of ditch. You know, mm-hmm. at some point, <laughs> and you fell into a few of those. And so, where? How how do we want to? kind of start with this uh, ministry portion of, of what the praise program is tonight. Sure.
0: So th- the interesting journey for us is we were in the music business for nearly two decades. And mm-hmm. um, about that time, about 2010, we, um, I started ministering in a women's ministry and I just fell in love with it. I had such a heart for women and just their stories were so compelling. You could be in a room full of women and just so many different stories of heartache and heartbreak and um, had the opportunity to speak to them and just hear their stories and it mm-hmm. totally touched me. So I, for the first time out of my mouth, I said, to him, Lord, I want to be in full-time ministry. And it was like, <gasps> like a shock that I almost said it and want to put it back in, kind of think, oh wait, I don't know what that means. Um, And I had a dear friend of ours say, um, actually by the end of the year, you and your husband will be in full-time ministry. I was like, "Mm." hmm. No. <laughs> you might have missed it on that one. Um, because there, he was nowhere near that. He was nowhere oh, well, any, yeah. anywhere close to wanting to be yeah. that. I mean, we had another album we were putting in play. We had a full-time television show. And it was one of those things where there's no way in heaven this is yeah. gonna happen. And so I remember driving home, it was in Tennessee. And I was driving home and I said, oh, there's no way. Absolutely no way I'm telling him this. Lord, if you want him to know, it's gonna be you that tells them. Yeah. And so literally we are pitching this show and this program. Every time we would get the project signed, the person would lose their job. And oh this my is goodness. Like, f- and these are huge executives. And by time five, I'm like, oh.
1: We like our friends. We need to stop this. Right. Wow. You know, <laughs> but he doesn't know. Yeah, it's that that you know when God opens a door, yeah. you know, no man can can shut it, and when he shuts one, no man can open it. It was kind of that. And just to, to backtrack from that a little bit we had been very successful in the music business. Uh, We had uh, multi-million dollar companies. Uh, We'd done a lot in the music business and our journey was not always a pretty one uh, from a marriage standpoint, from a relationship uh, standpoint, but from a success standpoint, we had a lot of success but no significance, if that makes any any sense there. Meaning, uh, we had these moments where even as you're now starting to journey towards uh, ministry, I'm still in this place of trying to be an artist, yeah. uh, trying to rekindle uh, the, the heyday years of, of really great success in the business, uh, and I remember, this is just coming to my mind right now, um, one of the key moments for me, even before the Lord said to me, uh, I need you to lay that life down, uh, was when I got killed on Twitter. I don't know if you've ever been killed on Twitter before no. it's not cool when that happens okay uh, but literally what 's happening is i 'm one day out with my with my son Skyler I think he's probably maybe eight or nine years old at the time we're at a park playing football, and so when it's family time, I leave my my car and uh, my phone in the car and i 'm out in the park playing and somebody does this fake uh c n n Uh, uh, I guess page on Twitter and says Montel Jordan dies uh, (gasps) in his downtown condo Condo. in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't have my phone with me. And so literally I'm gone for about an hour. And when I get back to the car, it's literally my phone is on almost on fire (laughs) because Twitter is just going with all these different people. Now, my mom, my dad, my wife, everybody's trying to reach me. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever done this, but if, or maybe those of you out there, if you've ever thought about, you know, what it would be like to go to your own funeral, I had that opportunity because I got a chance to sit and I pulled out my phone and I just said, oh, well, if I'm dead, I wonder what people think about me. Wow. And so I start to scroll I got my my eight, nine year old son in the car with me and I just start scrolling through and it it says, uh, this is guy who does, this is how we do it uh, dies in an, an apartment. Uh, this is how we do it. Guy uh, dies in Atlanta. This is how we do it. Guy found dead. And I'm literally sitting there, and I sit there for I, you know. Eventually, I call my wife, and I, I let everybody know, hey, I'm okay. But in this process, I'm realizing the 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 culmination of my life is kind of summed up into the guy who did this is how we do it dies. That's wow. it. Wow. That's my life. And I said. I can't that that's not a life worth worth living wow. and so literally from that point uh, I came to a place that I said I'm, I'm trying to find out what comes after the ellipsis mm-hmm. or if you've ever seen that dot 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 that's what that meant Okay, the guy that did this is how we do it dot 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 then goes on to see a million marriages save or then wow. goes on to wow. see millions of people come to Jesus And so now I live for that, for what comes after the ellipsis. And now, uh, so so our stories now kind of catch up where Kristen has been told by the Lord through a time of fasting and prayer, through a prophetic word that we are going into ministry. She's not going to tell me that because she knows if she tells me that, it's not going to be a good day in anybody's house. It's not going to be well. Right? And so we go through this period of trying to work our way to get these different deals, trying to rekindle a new album, trying to regain the success of the olden days. Uh, and literally um, mid-year, we go into another time of fasting and prayer. And as we're in that place, um, the Lord then I have this dream and the Lord basically I feel like shares with me, Montel, you gotta lay that life down. Wow. And I think it's gonna just break her to pieces when I get to her and tell her, hey babe, I, I had this dream and I felt like the Lord is saying, you know, we're we're supposed to lay our lives down. I'm supposed to lay the music down, you know, and go into full-time ministry. And I'm like,
0: Phew. okay, good. <laughs> good <laughs> what, do you, talk. what do you mean, good? I'm so excited. We can finally talk about this. He's like,
1: You what? knew? <laughs> Why? How long
0: have you known? And I'm like, six, six months. months? And he's like, really? And so now he's mad at me. I'm like, we, the whole idea was not for you to be mad at me. Like, like the, and, and I really wanted the Lord to share it with him because one of the things for me is, is I never wanted to be the catalyst or the reason why we go to the next thing. It yeah. needs to be a word from the Lord because yeah. here's the truth. Sometimes we hear things from the Lord and God tells us so that we can pray instead of say. Yeah. And so yeah. A, a lot of times... Um, you have to let the Lord speak with that person directly. And so I had to let the Lord speak with Montel directly. And because of that, then it was a confirmation, not only for me and that this other person, you know, who had ministered to us and then to him directly. So it was three points of contact where we heard directly from the Lord. Yeah. So
3: you go from laying it down and going into full-time ministry. When did that transition into uh, being a uh, a marriage ministry? And what portions of your own life kind of is the most experiential that connects with people the most now when you're ministering to people in regard to marriage? What, I mean, is mm-hmm. it the trouble, is it the, I mean, just, just kind of start with the, with the ministry side of, of what this is and, and how that all started.
1: Sure, well, I, I can begin by saying that our testimony is not just from people who are famous. Yeah. Uh, our testimony is just from a standpoint of people who don't understand what God does when He creates a covenant. Hmm. And so you don't have to be famous to, to not understand what a covenant is. Uh, meaning that you can be, you can place work before your your covenant with your spouse. You can place your kids yeah. above your covenant with your spouse. And that was the place where we were. We were in a place that identified your significance, uh, you, we, it identified you as being successful yeah. uh, in what you did. And we got to a place of where um, I loved music. I said, I love music, but music could never love me back. Hmm. So I love something that couldn't love me back. And that's, that's called abuse. Wow. That's, that's an abusive relationship. When I love something that could not love me back. I was, I love music. I don't know who I am without music. And God basically said, if you don't know who you are without music, I'll show show you. you. Uh, And so during that time, that's when I I learned who I was as a husband. I learned who I was as a a father. And the journey that we took through music of of being unfaithful, uh, the journey we took of the the insecurities, all the different places, those dark uh, places or those ditches that we were in, we thought were, uh, for for our breaking, when actually it was for our making, it was just wow. God saying, your, your teaching is not coming from seminary. Yeah. It's not coming from Bible college. Your teaching is coming from the, the world of the music business, one of the, the darkest places. And I went there, and that's where together we got our training ground to be able to talk to couples. And we went through Ugh. hell Ugh. in wow. our marriage. Man. I mean, we're talking, you know, now we're in going on 24 years, but it was Everything imaginable that you can think of. of, We experienced those things, but it was never for us. Yeah which is crazy because yeah, it, we...
0: I mean, this is a crazy thing. So we went through the music business and we engaged in all of these kind of things. We saw success at its highest pinnacle and we basically made our job and our career way more important. And because that's what we invested our time into, that's what we were successful at. Yeah. We didn't invest into each other or our family or our church or any of those kind of things. And yeah. so we were wildly dysfunctional and hemorrhaging at every step of the turn. Wow. Um, and it's one of those things like, what are you investing your time in? What are what are those things? So fast forward into kind of what happens for us is that um, we go on this journey. And when he says, you know, okay. where are you going to be without music? Well, we would figure it out. I mean, God took us through things that were amazing, but they weren't amazing in the time. No, <laughs> like, was not amazing. It's like, you know, whether it was... Um, loss of a child.
1: Bankruptcy.
0: A house burned to the ground. Infidelity. Um, lawsuits of people suing us from friends to family to mm-hmm. all kinds of th- I mean, anything you can think of that was the most horrible thing, whether it was the loss of a house, the loss of a uh, friendships, um, betrayal, just these horrible things. And we were like, gosh, I don't understand. I can remember when our house burned to the ground and literally standing before our house going, God, I don't understand this. Like we live this, breathe this, walk this. I love you with everything I am. How can this happen? And um, him unequivocally saying to me, it's not about you and I'll give you double for your trouble. Mm. Wow. Yeah.
1: What? Yeah.
0: And this was pretty much the same messaging that happened throughout every single trial in our life. Um, and you
1: don't, you don't really want to hear that from God? You know, you know, just <laughs> no. Being, yeah. Just being honest. Like when yeah. you're going through something, you're like, God, why is, this, why is this happening to me? You might be in something right now saying, you know, God, why is this happening to me? And that was the response we got. He's, normally what was happening for us, God was saying, it's not about you, mm. uh, and I'll give you double for your trouble. It's not about you, but it's for somebody else that's going to to need this. So if we were to fast forward to now being in ministry, the fact that, uh, you know, I get to be as an executive pastor uh, at our church in Atlanta, Victory World Church, I, I get to be a part of the worship ministry. I get to be a part of men's ministry. But as the, the heads over marriage ministry, there is not really a place that we haven't had a chance wow to yeah. speak into because yeah. we have people that will come to us and they'll say, hey, we're going through this right now, you would not understand. It's kind of, ah, oh, no, we we <laughs> yeah. kind of do, yeah. you yeah. know, understand. Back in 2001, no, yeah. back in
0: 2003, oh, 1998. Like it's this got it covered. Running joke, yeah. right? Yeah. Like thanks like, oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I got it.
1: Thanks for the resume, you know, but in a, in a way, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, we're appreciative that we can speak into, you know, if, if anything, you guys, one of the things that is a consistent theme that I've seen when people will come to a conference or they hear us speak or the time spent with us is, it's a consistent theme. You guys are so transparent. Why, I just don't, I love you guys because you're so transparent. And I think we learned the difference between nakedness and transparency. Yeah. God never designed for us to be naked. You know, back in the garden, uh, when, when, the, when the sin happened in the garden, uh, Adam and Eve, they, they went and they hid because they were ashamed. And God said, you know, he said, Why, where are you? And he said, well, we were hid because we were naked. God says, who told you we're naked? Mm-hmm. Uh, God never designed for us. He didn't want us to be naked. naked. Uh, but the difference between nakedness and transparency is transparency means you're see-through. Uh, And so from a standpoint of us being see-through, we're just in a place right now. There's no shame. There's no hiding the things that we've been through. We're able to talk to people in a transparent way so that they can see through us to see the God in us and what he's done in us in ministry now. So
3: it feels like what you're saying, um, by -hmm. the way, Montel and Kristen, is that basically those people Mm -hmm. that are watching, wanting to get married, married divorced uh that most of the time nobody can say yeah but you don't understand this because you've kind of been you know you spent a lot of time in those two ditches and you know and and at some point uh you know you you your experiential level is is amazing in regard to what god can get you through
1: we hope you're
2: enjoying the praise podcast we'll get back to the interview soon
3: so why don't we take it one at a time? Why don't you start, uh, Montel, and just um, why don't you talk to the audience about um, the fact that you kind of know where they are, you know when, it, when you don't think you can get through this thing, and mm. on this Valentine's Day, uh, why don't you just start with the men and, and kind of talk to them and then pray for them, and let's, let's, let's really get
1: some stuff out there. That'd be great. Okay, but, sweet. Um, hey uh been there I have been there uh, and from the standpoint of what God has has done with me uh, and placed me into a uh this unusable guy that I thought I was to be able to take me and and place me in a position to even speak to anyone out there who's watching, first of all, I am one of those things the Bible talks about that God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I'm that foolish thing because by no stretch of the imagination uh, should I, a guy who was unfaithful, a guy who didn't know how to use his words properly, uh, a guy who uh, was insecure in so many different ways, I didn't speak well of my wife, I wasn't a good provider, Um, I thought that success defined who I was, all of those pieces and once again, get me, this doesn't have anything to do with fame. This can be any man. This can be anyone who doesn't understand that uh, pride can take us uh, far from God, that God turns his, his back on, on the prideful. Um, I had to get to a place of where, uh, you know, I guess the word says uh, to humble yourself. Uh, and I learned that, um, man, there's a difference between humbling yourself and then having God humble you. And I was a guy that God had to humble me. Wow. And that was uh, one of those things that where, wherever you are, uh, and I'm talking to the men out there right now, wherever you are as a guy who might be trying to find his good thing, uh, you might be a man uh, that uh, thought you had found the right thing and somehow life is just... Uh, had its way with you, and now you're, you're separated out of a covenant of marriage. Maybe you divorced, or maybe you're still in the marriage, but it's almost like you're divorced. Wow. Uh, maybe you're struggling uh, in your marriage right now. Where, wherever you are, I have been all of those guys. Uh, I have not had a divorce, but been a product of seeing what happens when a family is divorced. And I said when a family is divorced because I understand what that is and what it feels like. And so uh, from that standpoint, I want you to know you're not alone uh, today. I don't know if you heard that, but wherever you are, you're, you're not alone today. For whatever reason, you're here uh, and your TBN family, we get a chance to be with you today because God wanted to meet you right at Beautiful. your need just so you could know, hey, I am here with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And even if you're feeling lonely, you're not alone. Beautiful. You can be by yourself. And he says, you may be lonely, but you're not alone. You can be in a relationship and still feel lonely, but God is saying to you, you're not alone. And I think we just wanna bring hope uh, today that even if it's not fixed, it can be fixed immediately, but it may happen over time as well. Whatever God chooses to do in you, uh, we're believing with you and having faith with you. I don't know if it's okay, can I just pray right Absolutely. now? I, I wanna do that right now because uh, you might be in this place of thinking, I, I can never change. I'm just, this is who I am. And I'm here to tell you, just because you say this is who I am, uh, you have to be able to see yourself how God sees you. And before he even sees you as uh, a husband, before he sees you uh, as uh, a a father, before he sees you as uh, a servant, he sees you as a son. Mm. And we miss sonship. And so it's my prayer, first of all, that you understand who your father is, because when you understand who your father is, then you understand what you're an heir to. Wow. and what your inheritance is. And so I'm gonna pray for you right now. And what I'm gonna do is I wanna join my faith with your faith. And you may not think, well, my faith is strong enough or I've been praying for all these years and so nothing has changed in me, but I, I want to, I want you to know today, I'm gonna to join my faith with your faith Beautiful. because where two or three are gathered to, together, God says there I'll be in the midst. So I believe he's in the midst of this prayer. And I wanna believe with you for the places that you don't even believe. I want to join with you and partner with you to believe in the places you don't even believe. And so, God, thank you. Thank you, you, Lord. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for meeting your sons right at their place of need. Uh, God, we know that humanly we can't change somebody else. We can't even change ourselves, but you can change us. God, you can transform us. You make us new. God, you've said that all old things are passed away and all things are made new in you, Jesus. And so we grab a hold to that. And I I join my faith with your sons out there right now who are watching this that want to be uh, men worthy of trying to find their their spouses. I join my faith with men out there who are married but have treated their marriage like a a contract rather than a covenant. And I just come into agreement right now that the power of the Holy Spirit uh, come upon them right now and says the places that you are incapable, I am more than capable of making that change in you to make you the husband and the father and the man of God that I've called you to be right now in the name of Thank Jesus. You, I call you into Thank that you. thing Thank you. Uh, right now in Jesus' name. And I just pray that. Uh, with every belief that God is going to do it for you. Amen. Amen. Beautiful.
0: A lot of us don't know as young women and as young daughters of God who we really are. We've never been told who we are. We've never been instructed on exactly what the Lord has for us guess what? I didn't learn until I was well into my adulthood who I was as a woman. And the truth is I believed a lot of lies. I believed in a lot of things. And these weren't things that the Lord had told me. These were things that the world had Mm -hmm. showed me. And so rather than believing the lie about your relationship, you're not good enough or you're not enough to find or that somebody won't find me The truth is, is that when we hide ourselves in the Lord and when we come to know the Lord as our Savior and who we are to Him as daughters of God, we're so worthy of being found. We're enough and we're exactly where we're supposed to be it's important that you know who you are in Christ. And maybe you don't know that. Maybe you've never been told by a father that you're enough. Mm -hmm. That you're worthy of being a wife. You're worthy of being a daughter of God. Because honestly, you're a daughter of God even before you're a wife. Before you belong to anybody. And it's so important to me that you would know that God has something purposed and planned for you bigger than you can think. Bigger than you can imagine. Not because of what you can do, but just because of who you are, He made you enough. He made you exactly what He's designed you to be, and He has a purpose, and He has a plan for you, and it is going to be an amazing one if you just have the faith to know that He's going to purpose and do the things for you that He's created you to do.
1: Yeah. Babe, do this. Can you take a moment and just pray? Mm-hmm. Just take a moment and just pray because we know that there are women out there that, that want to be found. They're daughters, and they want to be found, and they need to be hidden in God. But not just that. I want you to pray for, for that hopeless wife Beautiful. who may yeah. think that, like, I've tried, yeah. and it hasn't changed. God, you know, this will never change. This is what my life is. I just want you to, to understand and to share with them that we understand that a lot of times we, we say have faith, have faith. But yeah. faith is the substance of things hoped for. Meaning, we got to have hope first yeah. uh, before we can even get to faith, and so we want to join our faith with them. But I want to make sure that they know that you have to. If, you, if there's a spark of hope, if there's hope out there somewhere for them, and that's what we're here to do, just to be uh, uh, that that hope that they can hold on to, and then God can uh, can help their unbelief uh, to be able to uh, to get them to that place. Will you pray? Uh, for those women right now, please.
0: I will, I will. You You know, one of the things that I want you to understand is that we all come to a place where we don't have hope or where we feel like we are hopeless. And the truth is, it's in those times that we need to seek the Lord. For me, you know, a lot of times as as wives, we have these hopeless situations or we feel like we're alone. For me, when I found out about the unfaithfulness in our marriage, It was a place where I was broken, and I honestly, with all legal right, felt like I could leave right now. Some of you may be in this place, but I'm telling you that God's plan is so much greater. I found with our scenario and and what I was going through, I asked the Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, stay. You and your daughter's life depend on it. I don't know what that looked like. I had no idea what the Lord had for me, but what I knew is that his plan was greater than mine and that he knew way more than I knew. Some of you may be in a hopeless situation. Some of it may be unfaithfulness. Maybe it's just hopelessness. Maybe it's a misguided feeling, whether you've fallen in or out of love, whatever that looks like. What I'll tell you is God has the answers for you. And you have to seek Him and believe Him and activate the word that He's placed inside you. And if He hasn't placed it inside you, fall at His feet. Know that He's got your purpose and your plan in mind and know that He's going to do it for you. So let's pray. Father, I thank You. I thank You for these women of God and I join my faith right now with them and know that You are going to do great and marvelous things. I ask that You would reignite a faith and a hope knowing that you have purposed and planned great things for us, God, and that no matter what has happened, God, you can redeem and restore even the most broken places. No matter where we are, no matter where we've been, you are the restorer. You have made us ministers of reconciliation, God. So we come to join our faith with those who may not have hope to let them know that God can do it for you. God is no respecter of person. Yes. If he did it for and I, he has to do it for you. God doesn't play favorites. He loves you. He adores you and I thank you, Lord, that you are the God of restoration and of redemption. And we love you and we thank you for being that. Yesterday, today, and forevermore, we love you, Lord, and we bless you, and we thank you in Jesus name.
1: Jesus' name.
2: You know, I I remember a story that's just been running. I think we told it yesterday or the day before about about my mother in love who was just my biggest fan. I just adored her, and I remember Dave Reaver. You're talking, talking about my mom. Yes. Okay, got
3: right. it. Right. Got
2: um, it. <laughs> uh, Talking about Dave Reaver and Dave Reaver saying that Jan had saved his life one night, saying, mm. uh, Davey, do you know why you have all the scars that he was was uh, in a Vietnam tragic veteran, Vietnam yeah. veteran? Wounded um, in
3: Vietnam. Mm. Thank you.
2: And uh, she said, God could trust you with the scars.
0: Mm. And I
2: think that's what he's done for you guys. Mm. Oh, wow. You know, we go through things um, in our life that you don't understand and a lot of people are selfish about it and they become a victim of their circumstances. But then there's people who go through stuff that they'd never choose to go through. Yeah. Yeah. But looking back on it, those are treasured times because you got to know God yeah. in a way you never would have. And God could trust you taking you through that mm. to put you in a seat to, to, today. of of influence and ministering to millions of people around the world, and I just, uh, I appreciate that, and I have enjoyed this so much, Um, because God can do that for you, Mm. no matter where you are tonight. You might have gone through just hell, just like they have, but God can turn that. And it's always about somebody else, yeah. about what you can do to reach out to help somebody else. That's how we get healed. Yeah. You know, when we turn around and take our pain, but then our healing and give it away, that's when God does such an amazing thing on the inside of us. And that can happen to you tonight. And I believe it's happening all over the place.
3: You know, um, you, we've, we've got uh, a few minutes left, but uh, you know, our story uh, we've been married 32 years and our story is kind of kind of the opposite of your story you know from the moment i laid eyes on her you know i mean come on i was like <laughs> you know <laughs> who do i have to murder you know i mean it's just like let me you know i mean at some point and and so the but here here's what um you know if 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 there is anything that i ever comment about you know, and I don't, you know, uh, the Lord really gave me an experience one time, and I'm a runner, so I, I was running. And in this kind of daydream that I had, the Lord seemed to point his finger at me. Just, okay, I, I was almost running. almost sang
1: when you did that. I'm sorry. No,
3: yeah, do no, no. I almost, you pointed yeah. at a me. Different, and different I almost point. sang it. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm just pointing this time. <laughs> this is how yeah, okay, we okay. do. Okay, okay. So, um, and so basically the Lord pointed at me, <laughs> <laughs> I love this by the way um, and this is okay, okay yeah okay and so basically uh, he pointed at me and don't think this is how we do. oh you did oh, it am not, not gonna do that again Yes. Stop. stop yes stop okay and he said I didn't call you mm. And then in this daydream, I was running. I knew I was running. I was on Mulholland, and I was literally running. And I was awake and o- eyes open. But in this daydream, it was like the Lord pointed at me now with two fingers, and Lori was next to me. Hmm. He said, I didn't call you. I called you. Wow. And he said the same word. So the you was about me singularly, and then it was about you know me plurally with her. Wow. And I remember... You know, some people might have thought that that was the Lord rebuking them or something. It didn't feel that way to me because I've yeah. always loved my wife. I came home and kind of told her about it and got home. I was sweaty. She was standing in the kitchen. I go, you know, the Lord just kind of. the
2: Lord said to me. And,
3: and, and I remember that, um, you know, if it, that, that's very simple but very profound at mm. the same time. You know, yeah. it's kind of one of those things that the, the longer you think about it, I didn't call you. I called You. you. And so that means that the, that, that the wind, you know, the song, the wind beneath my wings is a great song, but it's bad theology <laughs> because your wife isn't the wind beneath your wings. You wouldn't be you without her. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't call you and she supports you. Mm-hmm. You became a you mm-hmm. when you guys got married. yeah So you'd be different without her. You'd have a yeah. different thing, a different call, con- you know, and so. The idea that I've always known that, but here's the interesting thing about our story, is whenever bad things would happen inside of our own doing or outside and around us, which affected us, we would always have a tendency to group together or, yeah. or to uh, kind of us against the world, you know, get back to back, in, yeah. in other words. And, and the idea that that's always been very easy for us to do in our entire marriage
2: well, um, you're making it sound easy.
3: Well, it has been kind of easy for our journey. So we've been able to focus on other things. We 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 didn't live through I read your book, the dark years yeah. of your of your mm-hmm. uh the dark season, I think is what you referred to it. And, yeah. and but that dark season were your scars that God trusted you
1: with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see? Yeah.
3: So when you sit there and you pray for people, see that's where the people can have faith in your guys prayer and I believe people are being set free all over the world because yeah. of mm-hmm. the ministry time what the, because they can't come up with a story that you can't kind of yeah. you know yeah. the old the old uh, can you top this story yeah. <laughs> you kind of can go toe to toe with most people in regard to that so um you know look what's, happy valentine's yeah. day and what's Glenn. the
2: most important thing you've learned is
0: there if I could say <sighs> There was one most important thing I've learned. I would be this. Um, we were going through a scenario of um, really ugliness of some of the things that we had gone through, of infidelity, of me having an affair. And I, I, I literally was broken and lame for the Lord. And, and honestly, nobody knew except for me mm-hmm. and the person and, an, and one friend of mine. And as I brought it to the Lord, um, he healed me of it. But it was the most extravagant moment because literally from the moment he healed me from from the whole incident, the next moment, literally 10 minutes later, he said, now tell it. And I was like, what? wait, what? Mm. Like nobody knows this, like wait. Um, but he said, you'll find freedom mm-hmm. and that which you tell. And I didn't understand, but what, I found out during that next 10 minutes was it was in me telling it that I became free. Mm, So the thing that had tormented me and left me in darkness to where I was suicidal, to where I was in such depression and such angst and worry. Um, I was absolutely freed in that very moment of telling the truth because it was like, okay, wait. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me if I tell the goodness of God and and show Mm -hmm. now from me being wounded to me now having a scar, a scar mm. then it's like oh I can be free so it's like oh the enemy's not going to torment me He's, I'm not going to lose one more day of sleep mm-hmm. now that's why we're so transparent that's one of the things that is the moniker kind of of our ministry is is that if you tell it then the enemy can't torment you mm. in the night with it so good yeah. and so Beautiful. I was like oh phew. and so then it God. then it became a little ridiculous of you want to know <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you oh, you know, know it's,
1: it's that you, you tell it to God and he forgives you, yeah. but you confess your sin one to another and you're healed. Yes.
2: Wow. And so
1: that's where she got her healing from. That's where we find ourselves constantly getting healed. That God forgives us for all the things that we come to him with, but then the healing comes through us being able to share it with each other and then be able to share it with people who need it. And what a great number healing one tool. Number one thing from your perspective. Number one thing. Um, I would basically say that the number one thing is that we found... I, what I believe our purpose is, and even though we talk about marriages and get an opportunity to, uh, to speak into all types of different relationships, ultimately the reason why we're here, the reason why I think God made us a you uh, is because um, he wanted us to be able to, to see men and women reconciled to Jesus. Yeah. And we, we thought about marriage ministry, and we would say, hey, we want to see a million marriages get saved. And God said, why? Yeah. I said, because we, we believe the family is important. He said, Why? why? He say, well, because family, you can have stronger churches and stronger communities. Well, why? And literally he kept pushing that why, that why, that why. And ultimately, we got to this place of understanding. Our mutual friend, Pastor uh, Jimmy Evans, we had an opportunity to go away, and we did a, a retreat, a vision retreat for our marriage. And, yeah. and God basically showed us it's not about the children. It's not about the church. It's not about uh, uh, the, your marriage. It's about sons and daughters understanding who I am and being yeah. reconciled to me. And from that standpoint, he said, because if I can have a man and a woman reconciled to Jesus, then they can reconcile to each other. And if they can reconcile to each other, then they have stronger marriages and stronger marriages build stronger families, stronger families build stronger churches, stronger churches build stronger communities and a stronger world. But it all starts with men and women being reconciled to Jesus. So that's what I learned. I learned that my purpose has to deal with. Uh, loving men and women to be able to understand that Jesus and that relationship is the most important relationship. Well, how to do that? Uh, Very simply this, um, I believe that the word of God tells us that if you would uh, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth uh, that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that you would be saved. That's the starting point right there. Uh, From the standpoint of even in our church, we're talking about moving from believer to disciple. You gotta be a believer first. You gotta be able to understand that there is a God who loved you enough uh, to become human and to come here to this earth and walk the same things that we walked. Uh, He took our sins and every sickness, every disease upon his body. Uh, He went to the cross of Calvary uh, for our sins, went to the grave, uh, but then rose again for our salvation so that we would have eternity with him. Uh, And as you hear that simple story right there of a God who loved us enough Uh, to become more human than God, to be here with us so that he could die for us. Um, This is the place where anyone, no matter where you are, no matter where you're watching, no matter what language this is in, this is the place where you can find your freedom. Uh, And if you would believe that even today, we join our faith with you here at TBN, join our faith with you just saying, if you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the son of God, he says that you are saved. And if you do that today, Um, today is the best day of your life. I'm gonna tell you because it's the greatest decision that me or my wife Kristen has ever made, giving our life to Jesus over marriage, over anything else, salvation with Jesus Christ is the best decision that we've ever made and hopefully you make that choice today. Maybe talk about it with a prayer partner uh, and and make that decision today and we love to be a part of your story of of saying that Jesus is the best decision we've ever made and hopefully yours too. Beautiful, thank you.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.